Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Baba Kama Daf Tzadi Dalvid. We left off on the bottom of daf. Tzadi Gimel Amar Beis, we are at Amar Abaye, Rabbi Shimon Yehuda. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, eight lines from the end of the page on daf Tzadi Gimel Amar Beis. So the first thing the Gemara is going to try to show is that there is a list of five different Tanaim who all hold Shinoi Bim. I forgot to say who's sponsored. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, an honor of his wife and children, and Lilinishas, his mother, Golda Basim Chalashal. Also by Daniel Sadian for the success of Klal Yisrael in these times and Atzlacha for our soldiers and for our captives. They shall return home safely. Also by Rachel and Jeff Rottenberg and family in commemoration of the third yard site of Joe Rottenberg, Yosef Yitzchak, Ben Moshe HaKohen, and the Shamash Aliyah. Also in honor of the yard site of Judith Fessel Goldsman, Yehudis Pas Shimshon, and the Shamash Aliyah by her grandson and grandsons-in-law. We thank all the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So what we're going to talk about today is first we're going to try to identify five Tanaim from all of Ashas, from all different areas of Halacha, that all seem to hold that shinoi bimakomo ome, that even after something goes through a physical change, it still remains in its original uh, the of the original of the original bailim. We're going to have this in regards to uh, an item that is stolen, with regards to Estanzona, with regards to Chala, with regards to Peya, um, and, uh, and, and with regards to Reish's Hagez, which we already started to discuss yesterday. And then the Gemara is going to run into a little bit of trouble, because if all of these five Tanaim all hold the same thing, problem is, one of these five Tanaim is Beishamai, and uh, we normally don't hold like the Beishamai, so it's difficult to pin four other Tanaim onto a Mahalich, that's the Mahalich of the Beishamai. So the Gemara is going to show that they don't all necessarily hold the same thing, but they, uh, it's the same basic principle that they apply in different places. Then the Gemara is going to explore uh, the Shita of Shmuel and the Shita of Rabbi Yochanan with regard to Shinoi when it comes to a Gzela. We're going to come across the sugyas of, uh, of Mitzvah Baba and the of what happens if a person uh, steals something and then wants to recite a bracha on it or making a bracha on things that are forbidden in general. And then on Ahmed Bey's, we're going to have a discussion of takonas hashavim, of uh, you know, uh, what we do to make things easier for people to, uh, to do tshuva, particularly when it comes to stolen items. And the Gemara is going to discuss should we accept returns from Gazlanim and from Malvi Beribis, or maybe there's a reason not to accept the items that they return. Then the Gemara is going to talk a little bit about children returning a deceased father's stolen items, uh, whether uh, that's their responsibility, or a deceased father's ribis, if a father uh, was, uh, was uh, someone who collected ribis through the children have to return that. And the Gemara is going to talk about generally doing tshuva for ribis and for gazela. How does one do tshuva for, uh, for such for such Averos. So let's begin again about eight lines from the end of the page. Andaf Tzadi Gimel Amud Bey. So says Mar Amra Baye, Rabbi Shimon Yehudu Beishamev, Rabbi Lazar Ben Yaakov, Rabbi Shimon Ben Elazar, Rabbi Shmael, all five of these Tanaim, Kulus Virlu, Shinobim Koma Omeid. They all hold that even after an object has gone through some sort of physical change, it still remains in the Rishos of the original Bailin. Where do we find all five of these Tanaim saying this basic idea? So Rabbi Shimon Ben Yehuda Hadamar, Rabbi Shimon Ben Yehuda is the what we already just discussed, that after you are Tzoveya, wool, uh, uh, the, the, of the first sheep, it's still able to be mitztarif with the shearings you're going to have from the other sheep in order to uh, to equal up to the shear of Reish's Hagez. So apparently it's still considered raw wool, even though you've, it's already gone through a shinoi, it's already gone through the shinoi of being dyed. 
Beishamai Maihi, where do we find Beishamai holds that Shinoi is Bimakoma Omeid? Titania, that we have a Brysa that talks about the din of Esnon Zona. If a person is a Boel, uh, a woman with B.S. Nus, and he pays her for her services, and he gives her a Behema, or anything that's rightly to be used on the Mizbeach, so the Pasuk in the Torah says, Lo Savi Esnon Zona, Mechir Kele, Beis that such an item is possible to be brought on the Mizbeach. So what if Nasana Chitin Be'esnana Va'asa Ansoles? What if you give her, uh, a guy gives a, a, a Zona wheat as her payment, and then she transforms that into flour, or Zesim Va'asa and Shemen, he provided her with olives, and she turned it into oil, or Anavim Va'asa and Yayin, he provided her with grapes, and she turned it into wine, so it went through a Shinoi, so Tani Chada Asr, one Brysa says that the, uh, the flour and the oil and the wine is going to be Asr to bring on the Mizbech, because that is the Esnon, the Tani Yidach Mutter, but the other Brysa says that it's mutter that no, it's gone through a shino, it's a total it's a totally different item, and therefore that is not the esnon. Rav Yosef and Rav Yosef explained how do we resolve the stira between these two brisos. So he said, Tani Gurion de Measporek, that's the person's name and the name of the place where he comes from. Gurion de Measporek explained that Beishamai Osrun Matirin, that the brisos could be resolved very simply by showing that it's a machlokas between the Beishamai and the Beisil. The Beishamai is the one that says that it's Asr, it's still Esnon. I don't care what sort of shinoi it went through, it still retains its status as Esnon Zona. And Basil says that it's going to be Mutter. Why does Beishamai say that it's still going to be uh, Asr? Because Amar Kra, Pasuk says that uh, but when it talks about Esnon, it says, So from the word Gam, that comes to teach me that not only the original item, but even after it's gone through a transformation, it still retains the status of Esnan. Ubeis Hillel, and how's Beis Hillel going to respond? Why does Beis Hillel think that it becomes mutter after it goes through Shinoi? Because Amakra, Haim. The Pasuk says Haim, and we darshin velo shinu yehem. That it says, uh, that, that the Pasuk really doesn't say Haim, it says Shnehem. So Shnehem is uh, like it says Haim. So therefore Haim velo shinu yehem. But uh, it's only the original item, but once it goes through Shinoi, it's no longer considered Esnan. What does Beishamai do with the fact that it says Shnehem? Beishamai uses that to teach me a drasha that yes, we are, the, the, the word Haim is the word Shneam is excluding something from Esnan, but what's it excluding? The Vlad of the uh, of the Esnan from potentially being Esnan. It is not excluding the uh, the, uh, the 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 item itself after it's gone through a, a change. That's still included in Esnan. The Vlad is excluded from being Esnan. Now, uh, obviously, what Peshamai sees over here is that we have the word Gam as a riboy, and then we, we have Haim as a Miut. So therefore, we're trying to include something in the category of Esnan and exclude something else from the category. So Beishamai chooses, oh, you know what I'll include? Even something that's completely changed, something that's gone through a complete metamorphosis. I'll say, yeah, that's still Esnan. What, what, what will I exclude? I'll exclude the Vlad of, of, of the animal that is Esnan. Why did Beishamai seek to do that? Why not do the opposite? Why not say that the inclusion is about a Vlad and the exclusion is about if it goes through a Shinoi? So that's what Tosas and Samach Vavah had already explained 
explained that it's more mistaver to be matir the vlad and, and to, that, than it is to be matir the wheat that is now turned into flour. Because when a person gets wheat, no one says, hooray, now I have wheat that I'm going to chew on or something. We wait, wait, as soon as you have wheat, the first thought is, I'm going to turn this into flour. So wheat turning into flour is the point of wheat. So and the same with olives and oil and the same with grapes and wine. So that's what it's for. That's what it's meant for. And therefore it's more mistaver that that would be included in the Esnan. But to exclude the Vlad, which uh, the para itself has value and is the primary, your primary interest. It's not for the Vlad. The primary interest is in the animal itself. So Basil and Basil holds that even a Shinoi, even after it goes through Shinoi, it's still Mutum Luzbech. Tarti Shamina holds that you can make two drushes from Haim. Haim Veloshinayim. Haim Vlavlodosayim. Basil holds that you can be Mimait from Haim. Both Shinoyayim and Vlodosayim. But what does Basil do with the word gam? Gam seems to be inclusive of something. So what are we including in the parsha of Esnon that we otherwise would not have included? Gam the Basil Kasha. It's taka difficult. What what does Basil learn from the word gam? So you see that there's machlokes Beisham Basil about the din of Shinoi. That according to Beishamai, Shinoi is bimakomo omed, or anything that goes through a metamorphosis is not uh, considered to uh, to be panim chadashos just because it went through a change. It's Still, what it was, and uh, and and therefore it remains. If it was also the mizbeach beforehand, it remains also the mizbeach, and it's not going to be mafkia that iser. And similarly, shino is not kona gzela for a gazlan, and it doesn't take away the chi of hashava that if a gazlan steals something and it goes through a shinoi, he still must return that item. It's still hagzela asher gazal. It's still the very same item that he had stolen. But Basil understands that the object once it changes is considered. It's not the same object anymore, and therefore it may have used to have been Esnon, but now that it went through a change, it's no longer Esnon. Now it's Kosher, Lemizbeach. And similarly, if a Gazlan steals something and it goes through a change, it, now that it's gone through that change, you are Potter from the Hashava. You have to pay back because you stole, but you don't have to give the item back because it's not the item anymore. It's not the same thing anymore. It's no longer Hagzela Asher Gazal. It's considered to be a separate, uh, separate object. The Achronim just wonder where do we ever find that Shinoi is Matir and Isser? That it's going to be Matir? Do we ever find that a Shinoi is Matir and Isser, Nevela and Isser, Arla, or anything else? How could it be that a Shinoi is going to be Matir? Is going to be matir and iser. So the Chazanish writes, the Shino is not matir any iser. It's not matir the iser of, of Esnon. It's just that the din Esnon is only chal on that which is royal mizbeach. Chitim, zesim, anavim, those items are not royal mizbeach anyway as, as they are, as they're presented to the woman, because you don't bring wheat on the mizbeach, you don't bring olives on the mizbeach, you don't bring grapes on the Mizbech. So anyway, they're not Royal Mizbech. When do they become Royal Mizbech? Once you turn them into Solas, into Shemen, into Yain, and therefore, according to Veshamet, that holds Shinu B'mkoma Omeid, and it's not considered upon Chadashos, so that's when the, the Yisra Eston is going to be Chal, because they're Royal Mizbech, Al Yedei Shinoi. But according to Veshillel, there was never an Yisra Eston that was Chal in them in the first place, because they were never Royal Mizbech. The Solas, the Shemen, and the Yain are not the same Chefza that were the Chitim, the in the oven. It's part of Chadashos. So at the additional point, when it was Chitim Zesim and 
there was no Isser Esnan because there's uh, the Isser Esnan is things that, you can't, that, that would normally be brought on the Mizbech. None of those things are normally brought on the Mizbech. And now it's a different item. Now that it's rightly be, to be brought on the Mizbech, it's not the Esnan. So the Isser Esnan was never Chal to begin with. So it's not that there's something that's Usser and then the Shinoi is, uh, is Mafkia the Isser. No, it never was, the Isser was never Chal to, uh, to begin with. That's how the Chazanish understands. So now the Gemara goes back. Abaye listed five Tanoim, all old Shinoi made. We haven't explained all five yet. Rabbi Elezer ben Yaakov, Mayhi, where does Rabbi Elezer ben Yaakov hold that Shinoi bim koma omed? Titania, the following b'risa, Rabbi Elezer ben Yaakov omer, haresha gazel, sa'ashel chitim, if a person steals a, 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 a saw of wheat, t'chana, and he grinds it up into flour and lasha, and then he kneads it into a dough, and then he bakes it. Ve'efresh menachal, and he's mafresh chala from it, so right away something jumps out at you. Uh, when are you mafresh chala? You're mafresh chala after lasha, not, what's the afa'a doing over here? You bake it, that's, that's the phone call that comes to the rabbi afterwards. Oh no, I forgot to be mafresh chala, I already baked it, right? So why do we have afa over here? So Tosus points out that enochinami, the chiv afresh is mishas lisha, but it says afa to tell me that even after all of the shinuyim of tchina, lisha, and afia, if you make a brach on this afrasha, it's ein zem that the point is that even after it went through so many shinuyim, it's not appropriate to say a brach on it. How can it be that you make a bracha on such a hafrasha? That's uh, that, 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 that uh, gidof against the Baruch Hu to uh, to say a bracha on such a thing. And we're saying that when a gazlan is mevarich, it's like he is being minait. That even though it went through a change, it's no longer the wheat that he stole. It is now a dough, but it's still considered to be the item that you stole, and therefore it's still considered to be meaning when what are we saying not to say a bracha on so the pashtus is that we're talking about the bracha on the bircha samitzvah that one would recite on hafrashas chala that don't recite a bircha samitzvah on hafrashas chala when you stole the wheat that went to make this chala however the meiri and the marsha say no no it's talking about the bracha of Hamotzi, it's talking about the birchas hananin when you come in when you, when you want to eat this uh, this bread. And in fact, the Rambam paskins in the first paragraph of his brachas that one does not recite a birchas hananin on davara aser. That if a person is eating non-kosher food, you get this shaila from kiruv professionals a lot of times where they're working in kiruv or they're uh, not even not professionals. Anyone who's trying to be makariv somebody, so they're trying to teach a person the concept of brachas. All their food is not kosher. So uh, so what should they do? Should they recite the bracha on the food? Should you teach them to recite the bracha? Or should you not teach them to recite the bracha? So Rambam Shita is that you cannot say a bracha on uh, a, non, a non-kosher uh, food. It also seems to be that that way from the girsa of a tosos and brachos taf mem hey, where tosos girsa tachna va'afa'a va'achala umevarichaleha ain't zemvarichalmanites va'achala means you ate it ain't zemvarichalmanites. So that sounds like a bracha on the achila. Rikveger on the spot says that there's a problem with that girsa. The Ravid disagrees. The Ravid says, no, birchsa nani you're going to make because you're getting hanah from it. So I'm at a birchsa mitzvah zayin zemivarech elaminayitz. Once I had a shaila, I was with Rav Shechter and uh, an NCSY person called and said that there was a ninth grader uh, from a non-observant uh, home who was getting involved and in, getting interested in, uh, in Yiddishkeit and uh, wanted to start keeping kosher and keeping Shabbos and everything else. His parents were adamantly opposed to all of this newfound uh, religious uh, religious observance, and they were not willing to make any sort of accommodations. 
uh, for him. So Lemaisa, he's living in a home where he's got he has no choice. He's going to have to eat machalos asuros each and every day. That's what that's that's what's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner is uh, non kosher food. So he wanted to know whether he should wash at every meal so that he could say a bracha on the bread and then he won't have the shayla of saying a bracha on the other food uh, that he's going to have to eat because he knows he's eating machalos asuros so maybe better not to, uh, not to say a bracha on that food so he should just wash instead because the bread in the is, uh, is kosher so that was his uh, shayla so if Shachli got a good cry out of that and he said he's taka right that's the better thing to do that's the smarter, smarter thing to do in that, uh, in that case so okay so that's the, uh, the sheet of Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov Rabbi Shum ben Lazar Mayhi where does Rabbi Shum ben Lazar hold Shinu ben Whatever improvements a Gazlan makes in the stolen item, he gets to benefit from. If he wants, he could take the, the, the benefits and the, the, uh, the enhancement of the item that, uh, that it went through while it was in his Roshos. Or if he chooses, he could tell the Nidzal, here, take back your stuff. So my Ka'amar, what is Rabbi Shimon Lazar exactly saying? sounds like a kula for the gazlan, but that would only be if it went down in value, that it would be a kula for the gazlan, right? He stole something that was worth a lot, somehow it went down in value, so rather than pay for what it was worth at the time that he stole it, here, take the thing back, and even though it's, at, uh, it's, it's not worth what it was. So it sounds like a kula for the, for the gazlan, so it's not about a gazlan, but the, but the case he was talking about was that called shevach shezhbiach gazlan, was that it went through a shevach, so how does Harish match up with Shevach. So I'm Rav Kamar. No, the Gazlan is always Yadav Yona. And therefore, Hishbicha Notel Shivcho. If it went up in value, he improved it in some way, so he could take that Shevach and return the uh, the, the, uh, the 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 object as it was Kishas Hagzela. Kachash, if it went down in value, if it got weakened, Omer Lo, Harish does not have to pay back the value of what it was at the time that he stole it. He could just say, here, here's the item. Why? Because the Shinoi does not change the fact that it's the same item. Meaning we do not consider it to be a new item, it's the same item. And even though it was Mishana Ligriusa, it went down in value. We can say, but this is it, this is the item. And therefore, I'm Yotze, the mitzvah of Ashava But if you say Shinoi made, then even if it went up in value, he should have to say, here, take this back, and uh, because this is the Gazela, and he should have to give up on the Shevach. Why does the Gazan get to keep the Shevach if, in fact, Shinoi so the Gemara explains, Amri That's a special takanamid rabbanan in order to make it easier for a gazlan to do tshuva. So if it went up in value, we're not going to make him pay back the extra shevach. Rabbi Shmuel, Mahi, where does Rabbi Shmuel hold this concept of shinubim kamoamid? Titania mitzvahs peyel lahafresh menakaba. The mitzvah peyel to leave off a corner of your field for the of standing grain for the aniim to come and uh, and take and harvest and collect. But it's a minakama. You leave it a standing grain. Low if but if you instead harvested your whole field and you did not leave a corner of standing grain, so then you're mafresh peah from the harvested grain, from the piles of harvested grain. Lower fishmenomer, if you didn't even do that and you've already uh, gathered all the grain into the kri, so mafresh mer kri, ad shalomirchu. So then you're mafresh 
from the Kri up until the point where you smooth out the uh, the piles uh, where it's still Pata from Meiser because it still has a din of Hefka which is Pata from Meiser. However, once you already are Nigmar Melachto, you do the Miruach HaKri, which is Mechaev in Shumas and Meisros, so now whatever payah you're going to be Mafresh is not going to be subject to, to the exemption from Shumas and Meisros, and therefore Ma'aser Venosin, though. You first need to take the Meisros and only then give it to the Ani as payah. But uh, once you've already been token the chitim, then uh, there's no there's no longer a chiyuv of uh, of peya anymore because then you already kona it bishinoi. Uh, now uh, Tosas points out that it, even though it says ma'aser benosin though, it also means give truma. You can't just give the ma'aser. It's still chayiv in truma as well. But since truma is a davarkal, it doesn't have to mention it. Why is truma a davarkal? Why is truma so easy? Because ma'aser is ten percent. Truma is chita achas poteris as kalakri. You can give as little as you want, and it's still going to count as truma. But they said in the name of Rabbi Shmuel, Af Mafrish, Mina Isovinosin, though. Even if it went through an absolute shinoi, you, you were tochen and you baked it, every you turned it into dough. Even then, you still give it to the Ani. So you see that Rabbi Shmuel holds that shinoi is bimakoma omeid. All of these Tanayim are aligned with Beishamai. This this concept of Shinoi bimakoma omeid. We said one of the five Tanayim that were on our list who hold this way is Beishamai. So does that make sense? And all these Tanaim are aligned with Beishamai. No, they hold that Beisil is modded Beishamai, that Shinoi bimakoma omeid. And they they learn that Beisil holds that an Esnon that went through a Shinoi is in fact also the Mizbech. Not like we learned Beisil. So they they have a different version of the Basilil, where Basilil holds what we thought Beishamai holds, and therefore they hold that they're lining up behind Basilil, not that they're lining up behind Beishamai. So Amar Rav, Rav says, but anyway, to associate all of these five Tanayim with each other would be a mistake. It was Abaye who associated all these five Tanayim with each other. Amar Rav, Mimai, how do you know to, that, there's, uh, that there's anyone that disagrees with the din of Shinoi Kona. Maybe these are all uh, exceptions. Maybe Rav Shimon ben Yehuda holds by Reish Sagez that the Shinoi of the Tzemer does not potter it from um, Reish Sagez. When it talks about a dying wool, because a wool that's died could be undyed. So it's uh, not a real Shinoi. And maybe that's why that shinoi has been makom made because it wasn't a real legitimate shinoi. Beishamai only says by the esnon that shinoi been makom made that it remains osra's esnon. Dafka when it comes to bring something on the mizbeach because it's considered disgusting to bring something like that on the mizbeach. So we don't even though it's considered a new item, but uh, when it comes to the mizbeach, we're highly sensitive. So we're not even going to bring an item that has a history of being problematic. So maybe that's a particular sensitivity when it comes to the Mizbeach. And when Rabbi Lezben Yaakov said that if you steal chitim and you grind it and you knead it and you bake it, that uh, you're not supposed to say a bracha, that's a linear bracha. That's because it's a bracha, because it's a mitzvah to make a bracha on a stolen item. So that's uh, the rush in Mesech's bracha says, the rush learns that that means you're chayiv to be mevarich, but the bracha is a niyot. Meaning it's like uh, the, the pashas is, 
uh, you don't say a bracha because that bracha is a problematic bracha. The rush says, no, no, you're chayv to say a bracha, but that bracha is uh, is is a uh, is a niut, so you do have to, but, but you still say the bracha. Rabbi Kiveger uh, wonders how could he uh, be medayik from lasha in zemvarich al medayik that you chayv to mivarich. According to Abaye, who says that the shita of Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov is shinui eno kona, so it clearly means that uh, that you're not mivarich at all because the dough is not yours and that frasha uh, that frasha's chal is not going to be chal, meaning you're only chayv to mivarich on your own dough. So if you say Shinu Enokona and Shinu Bimkoma Omedas, so uh, so then you're not you're not getting the mitzvah. So there's no way that that of course it's a bracha levatala. Of course it means that there's no bracha. And even according to Shitas Rava that it's a mitzvah baba avera, you're not mekayim a mitzvah with such a uh, such afrasha. Mitzvah baba avera doesn't just mean it's not nice. Mitzvah baba avera means you don't get the mitzvah. It's mafkia the mitzvah. So how could it possibly be that you that, that you would say a bracha? So that's what Kivager asks on the rush where the rush assumes that but you still have to say the bracha. So Rabbi Vegas says, like Rovri showed him, that no, you don't have to uh, recite the bracha. You can't recite the bracha because you're not actually getting the mitzvah. And Rabbi Shimon, where he talks about a gzela that was weakened, that the gazlan can say, that's only with a weakening that can return, that it could be that you could be fatten it up, bring it back to its former robust self. But if it's a shinoi that's not chozer, then he'd be moda that the gazlan is not able to say, rather, he's cornered the gzela and he has to pay the value of what it was. And Rabbi Shmuel only says she didn't become a maid. Elin in peya. When it comes to a dough that's chayiv in peya, mishum dechsev tazov yaseira. Because the pasuk says in Parshas Kedoshim, lo sechala pasad chaluk sar lani lager tazov osam. And then it says again in Parshas Emor, lo sechala pasad chaluk sar lani lager tazov osam. Why does it have to say tazov <coughs> twice to tell me that shino is not kona in peya? <coughs> <laughs> and even after it went through a shinoi, you still have to leave it for aniyim. The chitema ligmar mines. So maybe we should say, well, let's learn from peya that shinoi is bimukomah. Meaning, once the Torah goes out of its way to have an extra word tazov to tell me by peya that shinoi is bimukomah made, maybe I should learn from there to everywhere that shinoi is bimukomah made. So matnas aniyim shiny. No, matnas aniyim are different. We can't learn from there to other places. Kedvay Rabbi Yonasan, like Rabbi Yonasan raised the point. Kedvay Rabbi Yonasan, my time is Rabbi Shmuel. Why does Rabbi Shmuel hold that he mafresh peya even from a dough? Is it because the old Shinoe and Okona at all, ever? Or maybe he generally old Shinoe Okona, but over here there's an extra word Tazov. So it says, And if you're going to say that the basis of Rabbi Shmuel is because the old Shinoe and Okona, Tazov Yisera, the Kasarachman Alamadli, so why does it say the extra word Tazov, even without the reboy of Tazov, we should be Mechaev and Peya even after the Shinoe, because Shinoe is a Okona anywhere. Visu, and furthermore, the Rabbanon, according to the Rabbanon, who hold that you're not mafresh peya mini isa, tazov yisera dekaz rachman alamali, why do I have the extra word tazov? So mi bai lechitetanya. They use that extra tazov to tell me another din that's taught in a brisa. Hefker is, uh, is, is, is pater 
both from Meiser and from Matan Saniyim. However, if a person was mafkir his vineyard and then he wakes up early in the morning and he goes and he reclaims it and he harvests that vineyard before the Aniyim have a chance to take it, he's still in all the Matnas Aniyim, but nevertheless he's still Pater from Meiser because it's Hafkir. So uh, the Chiv, uh, uh, this, this Chiv in Matnas Aniyim, after you've already been mafkirit, is derived from the word, from the actual word Ta'azov that we have by Okay. We hold like Rabbi Shimon that if a gazela, something that you have stolen, has weakened, the gazlan is not kona it with that shinoi, and he has the right to tell the nigzal, take it back, even though it's not worth what it was when I stole it. So, really, that's how we paskin? Didn't Shmuel himself teach us? That only when it comes to damages does the uh, the nevela of the shara nizik remain with the nizik, and the mazik doesn't have to pay the difference between the nevela and a living shar. But by a ganav and a gazlan, if the behemoth dies in the rishos, the nevela belongs to them, and they have to pay the value of a full shar. So doesn't Shmuel hold shinoi kona that if you steal the shar and it drops dead, so you keep the carcass and you have to pay back for the shar itself because the carcass is yours. It went through a shinoi. So how can you tell me that Shmuel holds that shinoi ain't no kona that shinoi bimkoma? Omedes, so says Gemara. The Gemara explains the kasha first. Bishlam aleravada amar kikam Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar asam ba'chasha dahadar. I understand very well if you're going to learn like Rava learned, where Rava said, "No, everyone holds uh, that, uh, that 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 uh, that that shinoi." Uh, is, uh, is 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 it changes everything and it's panim chadashas ba'olikan. It was only by a shinoi that's uh, that 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 could be reversed. That uh, that 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 uh, that that Rabbi Shimon ben holds that shinoi bimkoma omeda. So then lo kasha. Then it's not a stira in Shmuel because ki kamar lach Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar. The shinoi bimkoma omed. When does he say shinoi bimkoma omed that the shinoi has the item hasn't changed? That's by chasha dahadar. That's by chasha where it's where it's not a real shinoi. It could go back. It could be mefatim the animal again. V'chi kamar Shmuel hasam ain't shom lo the ganav lo the gazal in zakin v'chasha dahadar. And when Shmuel says that uh, the shinoi that the animal went through after you stole it means you're stuck with the animal it went through a shinoi and just pay back the money that you that you owe that's when it went through a shinoi that cannot be reversed the animal died you can't reverse that you can't uh, you know put ruach back into the animal El Abaye, but according to Abaye, who learns, but Abaye thought that Rabbi Shimon Elazar was talking about even in the case of that the Shinui does not change the animal. So according to Abaye, we're stuck with the Kasha, that it's a stira in Shmuel. So Abaye Masni Hachi, Abaye will be Gores in the name of Shmuel as follows, that Amr of Yudah Amr Shmuel, the Rebidah says in, in the name of Shmuel, Amru, Halacha Karabi Shimon Ben that there are those that say that but I, Shmuel, personally don't hold that way. I, Shmuel, personally hold that when it goes through a shinoi, it's it's a brand new item, and therefore you keep it and just pay back for uh, for the item that you stole. Now, what about, what does Rabbi Yochanan hold about shinoi? Rabbi Yochanan that a gzela that, that, that has gone through a change can be returned to the nigzal as 
is. Shalem Ravashvas Gzela Ashar Gazal Mikal Makal. You could always return it as is. Vim Tomar Mishnah Sainu I but you're gonna say in our Mishnah it says that if you steal wood and you turn it into a table and chairs, you're coned with the Shinoi and you only pay the Dame aids him. No, that's not a din midaraisa. Mishum Takana Sashavim. Our Mishnah is only a Takana Midrabanan to make it easier for a person to do chuva. But generally speaking, you'd have to return the table and chairs that you made out of the wood that you uh, that you stole. So does Rabbi Yochanan really hold that in principle Shinoi is not Kona? But does Rabbi Yochanan say that we pass in like a Stam Mishnah Utnan and we have a Stam Mishnah Mesechus Chulin about the, the, the Sugi of Reish Sagez that lo hispik litno lo achet sevao Potter, that once you're Tzoveya the wool, it's going to be Potter because you now have been Kona with the Shinoi. So you see from the Mishnah that Shinoi is Kona. Now if Rabbi Yochanan says, I pass him like a Stam Mishnah, and a Stam Mishnah says Shinoi is Kona, then how could Rabbi Yochanan say that when you steal something and you change it, that Shinoi is not Kona and you got to give the item back as is? Samalu, Ahumid Rabban, Rabbi Yaakov Shemei, Rabbi Yaakov responded, I understood from Rabbi Yochanan what he really meant. When does Rabbi Yochanan say <coughs> that Shinoi is not Kona and that you got to give the item back as is? That's if it's a Shinoi that's reversible. It's already you stole planks of wood and you just put them together where you could just unscrew whatever you put together and give it back as, as it was. But if it's a Shinoi that's not Chazal Briyaso, like Tzemer that became died, like that Stam Mishnah was talking about, even according to Rabbi Yochanan, Shinoi would be Kona Min HaTorah. So uh, once we're talking about Takanas HaShavim in general, says Maratan if people are gazlanim or they lend money with ribis and they want to return that which they took, you don't you don't accept it from them. And when someone who accepts the gazela or the ribis in return from them, the chum are not so happy with them. And we'll explain why the chum are not happy with it. What did that guy do wrong? Right? He was the victim of, of, of usury or, uh, or, or 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 theft. Why? What's what's the problem with him receiving it with him receiving it back? This Mishnah was taught in the days of. There was once a story, a guy wanted to do tshuva, so Amr Loishto, his wife said to him, meaning the guy had a whole career of stealing, and all he wanted to do, he wanted to do tshuva, he wanted to become better. So his wife said to him, Reka, imatosa tshuva, afilu avni tenu shulcha. Hey, you tshuva, you own nothing, you have nothing that's, that's clean, so you, you don't even have a belt to your name. Because he realized that he wouldn't do tshuva. But also Shah Amru, so the Cham, the Cham seeing that, uh, that the, the, how compelling that argument was, that the person is going to have to give up, change his whole life, and he's going to have to give up everything that he owns if he does tshuva. So they said, If they try to return it, um, don't, don't take it back from them because it's going to be Monea tshuva. And if you do accept it, the Ruach Cham is not Nochem. And so ask the Gemara, but we have another brisa. If let's say a uh, father dies and he leaves as Yerusha ribis money that he had collected, even though the, the orphans know that it's ribis, they're not obligated <coughs> to return it to the lova. 
they're not obligated to return it to the law. The inu to law, ha'aviyam chayiv la'achsir. But the implication is that if the father were still alive and he had the ribbis money, of course he would be obligated to return it. So says Gemara, b'dinu daviyam nami inu chayiv la'achsir. No, the truth is even the father would not have had to return it. V'adu katani b'ditu, the fact that it says it about the, the children, that they don't have to uh, return it, mishum dekabayu l'misni seifa, is only to set up the halacha of the seifa. Meaning the only reason we highlighted that the children don't have to return the ribbis, when the reality is even the father doesn't have to return the ribbis, is because we're setting up the case of the safe as follows, which has to talk about the children, where it says, If the father had in his possession a para, a talis, any recognizable clear item that he had collected as a ribbis payment, then even the children would have to return it, because it's a pizionus to the father that every Everyone sees that they have an item that belonged to someone else and everyone knows how they got it. So So since the Sefer wants to talk from the perspective of the children to teach me that Kiddush, so therefore the uh, Reisha also speaks from the perspective of the children. So uh, once the Gemara brings the safe of the Brisa, where uh, if they have a Dover Mesuyam that the father had stolen, that they have to return it, is that true? Uh, that because of the covenant of the father, they have to return that, those items that he stole? Ikri Khan, why don't we darshan over here what the Pasuk says, V'nasi ba'amcha lo sa'or ba'osa ma'isa amcha. That's someone who's osa ma'isa amcha. He deserves your respect. So anyone who, uh, anytime you're chayiv, it's not only nasi. Anyone who you chayiv to be mechabed is presuming that he's osa ma'isa amcha. But if he's a low life and he violates averos, then he's not, a mosa, uh, he's not an osa ma'isa amcha and you have no din of kibbutz. So if the father is a rasha, the children should not have to be mechabed, the father, by returning the item. It shouldn't be their problem that the father is, uh, that, 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 uh, that, that the father is going to suffer busyness, uh, because everyone knows that he collected these items beribis or begzela. When we say that the child has to return it, we're saying that the father did tshuva. So just like in that context where Rabbi Pinchas said it, which was a context in Mesach's Chagiga that related to a different kasha, so here also we say the father must have done tshuva before he, before he had died, and therefore the children are chayiv to return the items that the father had collected beribis. Well, Frak the Gemara, well, you know, what do you mean? He did tshuva. He stole an item and he still has it. He also tshuva, my boy gabei, boy ladure. If he did tshuva, why does he still have it? Shouldn't he have uh, returned it? He was trying to, and then he dropped dead. He didn't schedule his own death. So uh, he was planning on returning it. He was trying to return it, but he dropped dead before he had a chance to uh, to, to return it. So a question in halacha about whether a person is chayiv in kibbutz aviv, uh, aviv Russia. The Rambam writes that a mamzer is chayiv bekvod aviv even though he's Potter al Makasovikolaso, Achiasa Chuva. And even if his father's a Russian Abalaveros, Mechabdo Umisyari Mimenu. The tour and many other Rishonim disagree with the Rambam because it says over here, Osimaisamcha, that you're only Chaivs. And the Gemara says, Oh, why does he have to return Mishim Kodav? Because the father did Chuva. Mashma very clearly, if the father didn't do Chuva and he's still a Russia, then there is no din of, uh, of Kibud. So the Achronim explained that Kibud uh, Ave'ain is, is a mitzvah both Beran the Chavero and Ben, ben Adam Lamakum. The thing is, Ben Adam Lechavero is only applied to living people, and uh, Ben Adam Lamakum is only applied if the person you're being nice to has a good relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So if the father is still alive, and he's a Russia. That's what I'm saying. You have to be mechabed, and even
even though there's no bein on the makom element of kibur avim, you still have bein on the chaveru element of kibur avim. If the father is dead and is a tzaddik, you may not have a bein on the chaveru element of kibur avim because he's no longer alive, but you still have bein on the makom element of kibur avim. If the father is dead and a rasha, so then you have neither the bein on the chaveru nor the bein on the makom element of kibur avim, and therefore you would not need to be mechabitim. That's how they tie up the Rambam. I was uh, so taken by that explanation of the Rambam. I heard from Rav many times that explanation of the Rambam that for a while I, I forgot that that's not lahalacha. Um, I mean, we don't pass like the Rambam. In Shulchan Aruch, the Mechaber passes like the Rambam, but the Rambam passes like the other Rishonim. The Rambam says, if your father's in Russia, there's no din of, uh, of Kibbut on, uh, on of Russia. So, uh, so it, it comes up every now and then where there's a father who's a particular Russia and uh, has done terrible things to the family and there are Shailas about, uh, about Kibbut Aveim. So the Rambam passes happens to be kids of Shulchan Aruch passes like the Rambam. They have to be Mechaber of, uh, of Russia. Shechter generally is very into kids of Shulchan Aruch, except for it goes against the, the Shulchan Aruch. So this, in this case, it goes against the, uh, the Shulchan Aruch. So it says, Mar Toshma, Gazlan, Malvi, Beribis, Magzirin, that uh, it says that Kazan Malvi Beribis, even though they collect it, they have to return it. So before the Gemara asks from the from the uh, from from the Brisa, first it clarifies Kazanim Maishagavu Ika. What does it mean Afvishagavu? What did the Brisa add that for? Igazel Gazel, Ilo Gazel, Lo Gazel. If we're talking about Kazanim, so of course they took the Gazel already. That's what Gazelim means. Uh, otherwise, they're not Kazanim at all. You know, they're not Kazanim if they haven't taken it yet. So Eleema Hagazanim Umayni Umalvi Rib. The type of gazlanim we're talking about over here are malve ribios. So we're saying, even though you already collected the ribis, you have to return it. But the bottom line is that this is a kasha, because it says that you return the ribis even after you've already collected it. And previously we said you're not supposed to be makabal ribis uh, in return. So ami machzirin vein makablehem. They have a responsibility to return it. You're not supposed to accept it from them. And elalom uh, machzirin. So why did they make an attempt to return? Lotzis yidei shemayim. In order to be yotze yidei shemayim. Even though in dinim ominous, it could be that the other party is not allowed to uh, to accept it. Okay, Beis Shem. Tomorrow we'll pick up with Tashima on the bottom. Okay.